0: I saw a beautiful movie, a beautiful film that I have to tell you about. It's called My Octopus Teacher. It's the story of this man who was going through a very difficult period of his life. He is a filmmaker, and he goes back to the place of his youth, which is at the Cape of Storms in South Africa, and he starts diving into the water and spending time in the water. And to make a long story short, he meets this octopus. The whole story, the whole film is about his getting to know this creature and the effect that this creature had on him. But one of the most poignant moments for me in this film was at the very end. The octopus dies, as all living things in this world will eventually do. They live for about a year and the octopus dies but the way that she dies is so amazing. The way that she dies is an image for us of God's love for us, because she dies in the process of producing her young. And she essentially sacrifices herself for the sake of her young. And I was thinking about parents and children and our experience of family in this life most of us if not all of us probably had really wonderful parents who really loved us and really did their absolute best to love us and care for us virtually all of you if not all of you had parents like that but in this imperfect world sometimes the very best our parents can do might not be enough they might feed us with the best food home cooked meals by yaya and teach us to get enough sleep and not to pull all-nighters when we're writing our papers and to get good exercise but we still might get sick like the young man i heard about from appalachian state who recently departed this life at the hands of the virus he was in perfect health Or they do their best. Our parents, they do their best to care for us emotionally, but maybe they aren't aware of all the psychological baggage that they're carrying themselves, and they accidentally pass some of that on to us. And they do their best to care for us spiritually and teach us the faith. Whatever it is that they know, they try to give us. And our priest does the same thing but sometimes you know he's not perfect either you may not understand him maybe his accent's thick maybe he does not a good teacher right we do our best they try to care for us intellectually our parents do but sometimes instead of the curiosity and open dialogue that fosters real intellectual growth some people unfortunately grow up in homes where conspiracy theories and bigotry and chauvinism and racism and sexism abound it doesn't mean that their parents don't love them they love them and they're doing their very best for them and any parent can tell you about how their children taught them how to sacrifice all parents sacrifice for their children but sometimes we make mistakes sometimes we sacrifice so much to provide for them materially that we don't spend as much time with them as we may have been able to. And most of our parents are very loyal to us, but I've heard some very sad stories every now and then of, of children whose parents disown them because they married someone, for instance, outside of the tribe, or maybe they converted to a different faith, or for any number of reasons. But we hear in this marvelous epistle reading today from St. Paul, we hear in his second letter to the Corinthians this. He says, you are the temple. You all are the temple of the living God. As God had said, I will dwell in them and walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people. And he says. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you. And you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. And so I ask you, brothers and sisters, with an offer like that from God, to be our father, to fill in what was lacking from the very best our parents could do for us. What in the world would keep us from being sons and daughters of God Almighty. But as we heard, there is a requirement. There is a requirement made of us. He says, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. And I think of the prodigal son. His father didn't love him any less when he was away in the pig pen, squandering his fortune. But he certainly couldn't love him the way he was when he was present. He couldn't kill the fatted calf and send it to him far away. He had to come back. He had to be there. He had to separate himself from the unclean of the world. And it's the same that we are called to do, brothers and sisters. If we want to be sons and daughters of God Almighty, we must separate ourselves from the unclean things of this world. So I leave you with that separate yourselves from the unclean things of this world, whatever they are, whether those are behaviors or ideas, whatever they are, and consider what may be possible both for yourself and for us, if we all really were the children of God Almighty. But sometimes we want to be different things. We want to be God's fan club, even though he doesn't need a fan club. He's surrounded by thousands of angels and archangels. Or we want to be God's soldiers. Seriously, God Almighty needs soldiers? He doesn't need soldiers. Be God's children, really God's children. And imagine what would happen If you could trust so completely in God Almighty that you could live with fearless love to do his will and keep his commandments and be a reflection of his light and life and love in this world.